Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Bench. This is a podcast for athletic directors, coaches, and leaders, and it's done by three athletic directors from Iowa. I'm Todd Gordon from Greene County in Jefferson, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get to today's podcast. Well, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, Beyond the Bench, whatever time you happen to be uh, listening to this. I want to welcome you to another episode of Beyond the Bench. Uh, We're looking at episode... What are we at here, Mr. Jarvis? Episode 37 in season yeah. two? Season two, yes. Winding, winding things down here in season two. As the weather starts to change, we, well, I think we go through like end of November, I suppose, is the, the official end of our season. We start back up in season number three in December. Yes. Welcome aboard uh, to another episode. Hopefully a great episode. Uh, but we've got some shoes to fill here today, Mr. Jarvis. Uh, we were talking. I know. On. Our fearless leader is gone. He is. He's <laughs> he's testing us, I think. Yes, he is. You know, he's got some family stuff going on, Mr. Gordon, and I think he just wanted to see if, you know, the two of us could manage things on our own. Uh, Hopefully we won't screw it up too bad. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to find out um, pretty quickly, I guess, if, if, if this ship can sail without him or not. He's like, he's <laughs> Um, so who knows where we're going to end up we, we, at the end of this show. We might be remarkably off course by the end of the day. <laughs> there is well, a good chance. There is a good chance. <laughs> we'll have to, see, have to see how that goes. We're excited. We're going to continue our series here today with our uh, District ADs of the Year. Uh, we have Derek Fink on with us. Derek, welcome. Uh, we'll introduce you later on, but welcome to Beyond the Bench. Good to have you on tonight. Good to be with you guys. All right, uh, we'll get to, to Derek in a bit here, but as usual, want to pay some bills and thank some sponsors. Uh, we couldn't do what we do here on Beyond the Bench uh, without their support and their help with, in a lot of different ways. So, uh, Scott. Yeah, so. Talk about hometown ticketing. Are you an AD interested in saving time or making your job a little less stressful? Are you looking for ways to improve the fan experience at your games? Well, we suggest you take a look into hometown ticketing. Hometown Ticketing provides schools with everything needed to offer professional-level online ticketing at absolutely no cost to your school or athletic program. Hometown integrates industry-leading technology directly into your existing school or athletic website. This provides your fans with a simple and easy ticket-buying experience that takes place directly on your website. Without the need to create an account, remember a password, or download an app. From individual game tickets to customized season pass programs, Our friends at Hometown Ticketing can customize an entire ticketing platform for your program. And the best part is it doesn't cost your school or athletic program anything to get started. So visit www.hometownticketing to enroll your school today. That's www.hometownticketing.com. Great, guys. Back to you, Aaron. Back to me. (laughs) Great Hometown Ticketing. Again, that that onboarding process – they make that really slick um, and can set that up in a lot of different ways for you. You know, moving into winter seasons and, uh, you know, smaller venues and, and probably have to control crowds a little bit differently inside than outside. And now would be a great time to jump on board with Hometown Ticketing and, and maybe use, uh, use their platform to, to make that a little easier for you, for your school, uh, for your visiting fans, et cetera. So check those guys out at Hometown Ticketing. Um, it'll be worth your time to have that, that visit with them. Uh, next sponsor we want to say thanks uh, to is is Gipper. Um, they've just been fantastic to work with. And if you want your athletic program to stand out on social media, you can do so now with Gipper. Using Gipper, you can create and share professional sports graphics to social media in just seconds on any device without needing any design experience. And I am proof of that in the flesh. <laughs> no design experience, but they make me look good. Just try out Gipper for free at gogipper.com backslash athletics. 
to try them out. Uh, you won't be disappointed in their platform or what they offer you. They've also gotten into the podcast arena, and you can listen to them by searching for Standout, hosted by Matthew Glick. They've got uh, fantastic features there. Uh, I took advantage, actually had some extra time this last week. We didn't, it was one of those weeks, didn't have football Friday. And I took advantage, as, as Todd has talked about so many times, of that scheduling feature on their posts. And I, and I got all my social media stuff uh, set, ready to go, scheduled for this upcoming week. Um, nice. Kind of feels nice, Scott, to yeah. the game. It doesn't happen very often. That's awesome. Um, but they've got great features like that. They're pushing out new platforms or new, uh, new templates all the time. They came out with some more uh, this week. They came out with a volleyball template. They came out with a golf template. Um, and the thing I'm finding with their templates is, Scott, if you sit down and play them, is you can adapt those things very easily yes. to fit a lot of different scenarios other than maybe what they were originally designed for. So we yep. encourage you to check out uh, Gipper um, if you're looking to, to, to up your game in the social media world. Uh, Check out Matthew Glick and those guys. They're great to work with as well. We thank them for their sponsorship. And lastly, we'd like to thank our friends at Varsity Bound um, who continue to support ADs across the state of Iowa. Um, do a great job. Sam and his team um, have done a lot of things uh, for the state um, here, uh, especially during the pandemic um, and really uh, just supporting athletic directors in both of our associations. So we'd like to give a shout out and a thanks to Varsity Bound for everything they they do for ADs across the state. Absolutely. That's it. And that's all that's, of our sponsors. That is all our sponsors. They've been great for us. Again, just encourage you if you haven't uh, haven't gotten going with those guys, or you've been curious about what they can do for your programs. Uh, you know, maybe take that time here in the next week or two uh, as we get as we're in between those fall and winter sports and, and do some research there. So I encourage you to do that. And thanks again for all their support of high school ADs, uh, not just here in Iowa, but across the country as well. All right. Well, let's get into some things here. Um, you know, without Todd here, obviously we do ups and downs here. The, the, you'd think there'd be no driving issues to talk about with Todd being gone today, but, but oh. we, we may have to visit a bit about <laughs> the driving of folks here in Eastern Iowa down the road. Maybe just a little preview, but uh, you'd thought without Todd being here, you would have to be, hear about drivers may not be the case today, Mr. Jarvis. So we're going to uh -oh. what's up and, and what's down and, and, and fold Derek into this as well. We've kind of given him a heads up of what this is about, but um, we'll give him a couple rounds to see how this, thing's wor this thing works. I guess we'll lead off with me. Uh, so we're going to go with what's up first. Um, for me, I'm going to, for, for my up this week, and I don't know if I should share all this or not, but I'm going to. Um, I mentioned we didn't have, didn't have a home football game this week. We had the first round off um, Friday and really had one of those weeks that uh, they don't happen very often. Had zero home events um, wow. to, to manage and get ready for. Um, had some events to follow and be engaged with, but nothing that was home and manage all the home stuff that comes with it. And really uh, an opportunity this week to kind of step back and, and, and take a little bit of time off here, a little bit of time off there and catch up on some things at home. Uh, some things from the derecho that I haven't quite cleaned up yet or gotten back in order the way I wanted them. Um, so really my up for the week has been, um, it wasn't a just grindstone, get after it day after day, hosting events every day of the week uh, like it was the previous week. So I guess I'm thankful for that. A little mid-fall uh, break yeah. this week, Scott. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, my up for the week was I got to go see my daughters play soccer today, and they won, uh, scored a goal really late in the game to win 4-3, so that was my up for the week. It was a good good day to just go watch my kids, and as you guys know, as ADs, we don't always get all those times, so I appreciated being able to be there and, and watch them win a big game today, so that was fun. Did, uh, did you guys have the early morning snow over there that you had to? Yeah, yes, we did. On the it soccer pitch? It was a little, it was a little slushy out there today, Aaron. A little bit Man. Soccer in the, in the late fall in Iowa, I have to say, I might be thankful that my, my kid, we tried soccer early on, never took with any of, any of them at all. Um, and as I've watched parents uh, go through the, the soccer years in the late, or the early spring in the late fall, it might be one I was a little thankful for. I like soccer, but that's tough to be a fan this time of year. Yes. So. Especially when it's cold like that, like it was today. Man, at least there was no wind today. 
Now there was plenty of wind. Oh, it was windy there too. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's tough. Good parent of the year right there for you, Jarvis. Yeah, I was I was nice and bundled up today. No kidding. All right, Derek. What's up with you? Uh, you know, a couple of different things uh, bounce off my, my head here a little bit. Um, you know, what's up for us? You know, Dennis and Cecil got a big win on Friday over Carroll. Uh, fun fact here, uh, Carroll's AD, Randy Beeson, is actually my college roommate. Um, and oh, we, wow. also, we also coach basketball against each other. So at least for, you know, going into basketball, mm-hmm. I got bragging rights over him and, and the battle of our schools and all the rivalry there. So that's probably what's up for me. Another positive or what's up was, uh, you know, I think there was football on TV every night this week. So for me and being a big football guy, uh, that was awesome for me as well. But the bragging awesome. rights over, over Randy at Carroll was probably take the uh, upper hand there. <laughs> So that's awesome. It, it, not that you guys would be, you know, competitive in, in <clears throat> with these types of things, but if you had to guess, who's got the overall head-to-head lead since college? Uh, you know, definitely in uh, head-to-head uh, coaching-wise. Like I said, Randy at Carroll, we're both uh, basketball head coaches as well. Randy definitely has the upper hand on me right now. I'm not even sure if I beat him yet in basketball, so I'm sure that'll get the right back. At me. So right now he, he's got the upper hand, but uh, just like Iowa State's trying to do in the Iowa Iowa State series, we're we're whittling away at it. So uh, hopefully we can catch up here someday. Well, that's uh, that's a big win for you guys. You had to travel up there Friday night. Yep, traveled to Carroll, and uh, now he'll travel to Sergeant Bluff then next week or the, this right. Friday. So you guys road Warriors in the playoffs. Absolutely. That's a big win to travel on the road and go up to Carroll and win up there. Good for you guys. Congratulations and best of luck. Well, thanks, Aaron. All right, shifting gears to what's down. Um, like I said, you'd think that with Todd gone, we wouldn't go down the, the road of drivers. But I tell you what, so I'm driving yesterday afternoon. Um, we had a Metro swim meet uh, in lieu of our big conference uh, super meet um, where we get all of our girls swimming dive teams together for one big meet. Uh, we just didn't feel that was probably the best idea. So we we did our NBC swim meet yesterday in uh, smaller pods. And so we had the, the Seattle's Metro teams get together at the Linmar Aquatic Center yesterday. So we had Kennedy, Wash, Jeff, and Linmar all swam against one another. And they did the same, you know, Cedar Falls and Waterloo did it up there, the Dubuque schools in Dubuque, and then the Iowa City schools down in Iowa City. And then we just took our, res- our results. And man, technology is amazing. So we swim these four different pods. And we just take all the meet results and merge them together and make it look like we had a conference super meet, but, but did it safely in smaller groupings around Eastern Iowa. So it's pretty cool. I almost didn't make it to the meet fellas. I'm, I'm, I'm going driving up to Lindmar, which is not an easy drive. There's just no easy way to get to Lindmar from, from where I'm at. Um, a lot of busy intersections and I, I get to Blair's Ferry road and C Avenue. And uh, I'm telling you the driving gods are looking out for me a little bit because I had a situation come where I kind of anticipated, ooh, I could get somebody to cut me off here, turning left in front of me um, through this intersection. So I'd already kind of slowed down because I kind of saw that coming. And luckily I did because this truck start, comes flying out of nowhere that, and they're turning north on, uh, to, to go the same direction I'm going, but they're turning right on a, on a red light and they didn't even stop and they just came flying in. And not only did they, they turn in, it's a, it's a two lane road, but then they cut across in front of me immediately and then they're, stopping to turn into a parking lot that's probably 50 feet, 100 feet past the intersection. So they, they turn right on red without stopping, totally cut me off, slam on the brakes, got to turn left across traffic in front of me. And if I wouldn't have been stopping or slowing down, anticipating this other situation that wasn't even paying attention to this truck turning, turning right on red, I, I think I would have had, they had a board sticking out the backside of their truck. I think that would have been through my windshield. Uh, and uh, taking me out. It was one of those very nerve wracking moments. And I, all I could do was just to do a delayed honk on the horn. Like, are you, are you kidding me? That might, I might not have said that. I might've had some other adjectives along with that. But uh, in honor of Todd not being with us today, that's my frustrating story about drivers. I just sometimes can't believe what they'll, what they'll do on the road. So. I don't know if I can top that Aaron. That's uh that's a pretty good story right there. I think for me, my down this week has just been, um, gosh, you know what? I, don't, I can't probably place my finger on just one thing. Um, just, you know, just getting, just that uh, overwhelming feeling of 
getting ready for winter and, you know, having all the fall stuff kind of wrapping up and, and then just going to get that feeling like, okay, I got all this stuff to do. We start doing our preseason meetings with all of our winter coaches. And then you're just like, kind of hits you like, whoa, it's, it's gone. It seems like we started fall so long ago, but it's also gone really fast. And then you're like, how can we be heading into basketball and wrestling and, you know, boys swim season already. You're just like, it just kind of blows me away. So just a little bit of overwhelming feeling this week has been kind of my down. Yeah, I feel, Derek, I don't know if you feel the same way as I do, but that knock on the door from, not that I, mine's a virtual knock going on right now, but that knock on the door from your first winter coach saying, hey, got a minute? It just always kind of takes me by surprise. Well, and then, yeah, I think mine actually, uh, I'm going to give my girls basketball coach, great guy, Adam Mish. Uh, you know, this is the first year he hasn't coached a fall sport as well. So, uh, you know, he's a great go-getting coach. And uh, I think we've had conversations since September about, you know, girls basketball schedule. So I, I'm giving him a little grief. But, uh, yeah, winter's upon us, uh, whether you like it or not, in the little shot of snow this morning probably uh, said, hey, it's coming sooner than later to, to remind us. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Derek, bring her home. What's, what's, uh, what's down for you down there in Denison right now? You know, uh, I didn't want to probably get too down on us. Uh, you know, I was talking to Aaron a little bit before we got started here. Uh, you know, my four-year-old right now is in half-day preschools and, and going to the babysitter a little bit. And we've all had examples of this, whether in our school setting or personal setting. Uh, you know, trying to get him accustomed to school life here this year's first year, you know, attending um, at least a, a half day in this manner. But uh, poor guy's going to have to be quarantined for here for a couple of weeks. So, uh, I kind of told him, hey, you bummed about not going to school? No, I'm just going to be home with dad. I'm like, well, that's, it's supposed to be a little more upsetting than that. But uh, just bummed for the little guy that's going to miss out on that. But just like many of our students and things like that, uh, we'll, we'll get through it, we'll plow through it and, and do some things. But just a little bummer on my end uh, this week. Yeah, that's uh, that kind of hits closer to home when it, when it resonates a little with your family like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, uh, you know, and he, he knows a little bit, he goes, oh, I was around somebody that was sick, you know, and some of those things, but, uh, you know, at the same time, that just means more, uh, I think, uh, snacks whenever I want and things like that. So maybe, <laughs> he'll, find, he'll find an up and, and dad's down here this there week. There you go. Yeah. Silver linings, baby. There you go. Uh, that's good. That's good. Um, all right. Well, thanks guys for that. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of nice that we, uh, when you have to struggle or reach a little bit for the downs, maybe that means we had a good week on that. So uh, we'll go with that. Well, like I said at the beginning, we're excited to continue our discussions, um, our series here with our district ADs of the year. And we've got a good one on here with us uh, today. If you, if you pay attention all there in Southwest Iowa and Denison Leswig and, and the great things going on athletically in their athletic programs down there, man, they're competitive in everything, facilities. I see pictures uh, you know, on Twitter and things like that of things going on down there. Um, just really got some things going on, and we've got their AD uh, on with us here uh, tonight, Derek Fink. Um, been down there, Dennis, and you told us this is your 14th year overall down there, fifth year as AD um, on that, but just excited to have you on, Derek. First and foremost, congratulations on being Southwest AD of the year. Um, we know that's a heavyweight district in the state of Iowa, a lot of great ADs down there, great traditions down there, and you're certainly joining some great ranks of ADs being recognized um, as AD of the year. So congratulations first and foremost um, on being recognized by your colleagues. Well, well, thank you guys. And then, like I said, before we stepped on here, you know, like uh, a lot of heavy hitters down here in the past, uh, big shoes to fill for, for any guys stepping into maybe roles here in Southwest Iowa, but uh, you know, just, just kind of honored that uh, my peers think that highly of me to, to be able to, get this award this year, but, uh, you know, not going to do anything differently necessarily and, and things like that, but just can try to continue on the, the tradition. A lot of the guys in this part of the state have uh, carried the torch for so many years uh, going forward. Well, um, again, congrats on that. And as, as I'm sure all of our five district ADs are going to be um, humble and, and, and we all know it's a team effort, um, but we also know how hard you work down there and we know, um, we know all the behind the scenes things that, that you do uh, for your students and, and your athletes and your coaches down there at Denison that make a difference for them. So thanks for all you do and congratulations on, on an award well earned. Um, so like we said, mentioned it was your 14th year uh, overall, uh, fifth year as an AD, but how'd you end up on that path? Uh, just 
tell us about yourself. Tell us uh, a little bit about your family, uh, and then maybe your career path, how you landed where you're at right now, and, and how you got there. Yeah, um, you know, as I think about it, you know, five, ten years ago, I'd probably start talking about my high school and my college career. I'm like, well, I'm, I've been here now long enough. Maybe I don't need to go that far back. But uh, a guy that started out as a business major at the Iowa State University, transferred to Vista, played a little baseball and football there um, at BV and Storm Lake. Um, and changed to an education major there. Um, out of college, got hired at Nottoway Valley. Um, at, at our Southwest Iowa AD meeting, I gave Dave Huff a, a little bit of a bad time. Uh, he was uh, my first AD coming out, of, <laughs> coming out of college. I coached baseball and uh, assistant football down there. So uh, obviously uh, was introduced and maybe not even knowing at the time of one of the guys that's obviously been around uh, you know, the AD world for many, many years and, and a lot of knowledge there in Dave. Um, you know, and I, I enjoyed my time at Greenfield. I never thought it was going to be just a, a, a one-year, one-stop type of deal. Um, you know, growing up in Denison, was fortunate enough that there was an opening um, in the business department after a year down at Greenfield. Uh, just threw my name in there, but was really content if, you know, something didn't didn't happen of staying in, at Nottoway Valley and working there, but was fortunate enough to get a job here. Um, from one of my mentors, my uh, boys basketball coach, Scott Larson, I moved into a business uh, manager role um, and then was able to work under uh, my, my football coach and, and Dave Weavers. He was the AD at the time when I got hired. Um, you know, and then Dave's career path took him to where he was a, uh, AD and middle school principal for a year, um, kind of decided that uh, actually our high school principal role opened up as well. So, um, you know, being a middle school principal and AD, you know, he could he could do and, and he did it really well. Um, but obviously getting into a high school principal gig, there's just a lot of time commitments there. Um, so this role opened up. Uh, I'll be honest, at first, I think I still wanted to, to, to coach and teach and do some of those things. Um, but as I thought about it, it's, you know, trying to make impacts on, on the school and our kids and and maybe the timing wasn't always going to be perfect, but if I didn't take my shot now, uh, who knows when that would have came then. So once again, fortunate enough to get the AD job here for the last five years. Um, and also fortunate enough that my administration allowed me to still be the, the head boys basketball coach as well, because I still have a passion to coach and do those things. And, uh, you know, and there's a lot of guys that I've done it, I guess, you know, across the state. Um, you know, the guy that I looked at who did it, did it really, really well is Mitch Osborne and a guy I leaned on here. Um, you know, as a rival school and competitive school competed against him as a player and as a coach um, but really picked his brain as I was going through the process and then as when I was hired um, and then the guy that used to have you know the job and the principal is right next door 10 feet away in Dave so um, you know like I said when I the humble for the award this year but it's it's a lot of other people's um, I guess guidance and help along the way that have helped me at least you know hopefully do a really good job here in the first five years and continue to take that forward um, a little bit more about me. Uh, got two boys. Uh, Blaine's a seventh grader. Um, just finished up middle school football season this year. And then I got a four-year-old Brantley. Uh, like I said, is in preschool. Um, you know, my wife, Steph, is a special ed teacher here in the elementary uh, building in our district. Um, you know, so I'm from here originally. Uh, I told kids when I taught, it never was my plan to come back. Like many kids, it's uh, I'm going to go out and flap my wings and experience the world. But life happens and life brought me back here and I couldn't be happier and, and uh, really enjoyed my time here and hope to have, you know, 14 to 40 more years here. Yeah, awesome. Cool. I've got a, hold on Jarvis. Now, uh, before you jump in the next question, you know me, there's a follow-up question to <laughs> here. Um, two things um, I wanted to ask that I, that I just really think are, are um, one's intriguing to me. I always like to know this question when it happens. And then the second one, I think there's a lot of folks in your shoes. So, First question, transitioning, first of all, growing up in Denison, now you're back at your hometown, so that you already have that pressure of folks know you, um, but then obviously, you know, you spend eight, nine years coaching, you're, you're a, a teacher coach in the building, and now you're jumping into that AD role, uh, and obviously great friendships and great relationships with your fellow coaches, but now you're in a different role. How did that transition from going from being straight coaching colleague to now being the AD and having some supervisory and some, some uh, mentoring roles and some evaluation roles with those coaches. How'd that go for you? You know, and that, that's, that's probably um, the part of my job that I think has been most 
unique, uh, but not unique to the fact that, like I said, is guys like like Mitch Osborne and, and actually Dave um, coached football and was AD for a few years there before he changed this to the full-time AD. Um, you know, and keep perspective and everything. Um, a lot of the guys that obviously I evaluate I, and, and gals that are coaching, I've I've coached with in some way, shape, or form. Um, you know, I, I'm thinking of our softball coach and Kevin Dow, our middle, he's also our middle school AD. I mean, he coached me in freshman baseball. So a lot of my mentors growing up are still people that I lean on. And obviously maybe the roles have changed, but the biggest thing is, is you don't forget where you came from is, is one mm -hmm. of the advices that I got um, when I got this job was, you know, I, and I'm still a coach at the same time. So a lot of times when we're reflecting in, in preseason and postseason meetings, I, I can still bring up examples of guys. There's times where, you know, I, I think I have all the answers and I obviously don't when my team steps on the court and, you know, we continue to reflect every day. And, and I think that's a big part in the evaluation process. It's not a, I'm going to evaluate you at the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, the end of the year. It's, it's a day by day. And we are our own worst critics um, at the same time too, but how can you use that in a, in a healthy advantage? And, you know, my friendships are still my friendships and we have those conversations of, you know, there's parts of our jobs where we don't love, but those tough conversations are taking place because they're going to make us and our kids and our community and our school better. And, and I think the people that I work with really have understand that and and we've always you know maybe had those tough conversations but we've moved on and we've moved forward of you know where we need to be as a group and as a coaching staff and as an activities and athletic department and what's best for kids and if, if our guiding, guiding lights always what's best for kids and we always mm -hmm. come from that place I think those conversations are easier to be had so uh, yeah I mean it, it might be easier to go into a community maybe where nobody knows me but I don't think I'd have some of the, the relationships and experience I'd have um, in, a, in a district that maybe isn't uh, as known as my hometown district. So thanks for that. Um, like I said, I just think there's a lot of folks who um, sometimes I think that holds them back in their district from making a jump from the classroom to uh, an administrative role, whether it be as an AD or assistant principal in the same building they're in. So thought there might be some things there for some folks to, to pick up on. Second thing, we're getting ready to get in the winter season. We talked about that already. Um, how do you balance being AD and head coach, because I think we've got a lot of ADs out there in Iowa and across the country who, st who still have to do both, who still want to do both. Um, so how do you balance and manage that? You know, first and foremost, it wouldn't happen, like I said, without an administration that's willing to allow me to take on that coaching role. And, and for them, obviously, probably pick up some more, um, you know, supervisory roles, uh, you know, and, and for Dave, he has a, uh, you know, he had a, a senior basketball player that graduated last year. He's got a freshman boys basketball player again this year. Um, he's got a, a daughter that cheerleads and also is my basketball manager as well. So, you know, nights when we have basketball games and, and you know, the, the lower level games, I can obviously be in the supervisory role. But, you know, as maybe the halftime of that girls game's done and finishing up, he's kind of taken over the, the crowd control and any other issues that that come up so you know obviously a principal that's willing to do more and above and beyond just you know his his typical principal role um you know in a way he shares a lot of those ad roles with me and and like i said and not i know not every school is like that because i've had conversations with other ad's and some that have coached and you know having your, your administrative team willing to to help out um in areas to allow you to pursue your passion and i don't take that for granted for a second um, you know when I was hired it was you know yeah we'll continue to allow you to coach um, don't know how you know how long or how that will be but obviously um, having Dave in that role where he's been the AD and is now the principal um, has allowed me to do that um, maybe didn't, didn't completely answer your other part of the question uh, yeah when are you AD and when are you basketball coach and then that's a, a fine line to walk there at times too especially during days that are not you know competition days it's you know when do you got to take care of uh, whether it's code issues or attendance issues or great issues um, or just basically hey it's, it's, it's your lunch duty today I don't think you need to be watching huddle and, and stuff like that so uh, find that balance and then the balance is important even when you're at home of hey your AD and your basketball coaching shouldn't take you know place at home necessarily when you got to be dad and you got to you know get them in the bath or you got to read a story at bed and all those things so um, it's a team effort so not only with, with Mr. Weavers, but my wife, Steph, and, and everybody that helps me to allow me to pursue my passion of coaching, um, but at the same time of, of still being in that AD role and making sure we're guiding all of our, our activities in a way of giving our kids opportunities and, and presenting them with challenges and how to overcome those challenges each day. Hmm. Well, thanks for sharing that. I just Good stuff. I was thinking about there in terms of you've got your, boy, you're coming up on a busy time of year, so. Uh, yeah. Get your rest now. <laughs>
So Derek, what are, what are two or three things you have learned um, over the years as an AD? Um, you know, a, a lot of different things. I think the biggest thing is collaboration. I mean, that's a word that gets thrown around in the educational arena often. Um, but I don't think at times um, when you're a teacher in your own classroom, yeah, the word collaborate is great. I mean, you have kids in groups that'll talk and, and work on a project and maybe you have a um, you know, uh, another business teacher that you work with, but in the AD world without collaboration, then you, you wouldn't have much. And, and that's the biggest thing for me is, is leaning on others. Um, so often, you know, I, as ADs or as teachers, as coaches, you, you, you know, if you want the job done right, you do it yourself. You hear those things all the time. Well, I'm sorry, you don't collaborate with ADs and, and share your experiences. And, and like you guys have in this um, podcast, you know, shares your ups and shares your downs, you know, what, what worked well for you guys, what didn't work well. And, and as an AD, you don't have enough hours in the day to, to have all the answers. So um, leaning on those that have done it in the past um, and, and maybe find those people that you call out on and, hey, I've got this situation and, and how would you guys handle it? And, you know, and what things maybe would you have done differently and all those things. Um, so maybe that's, maybe that's two or three things, but that's a lot of things is, is, is really just leaning on those that either have gone through it. And, and then also, I think it's important to when you have um, new guys, especially in your conference, come on board and, and what are some of the things that, that they're going to bring to the table at their school? And maybe there's things that you've overlooked in, in your first two, three, four years, or some things you thought were really, really important, but you maybe, I don't say blindly, but maybe forgot to maybe look at or concentrate on and, and do some of those things and just seeing what other guys are doing out there. I think we've got so many uh, great ADs, not only in the state of Iowa, but, you know, and I think this pandemic has allowed us to explore what other states are doing as well and, and figuring out why are these people successful and, and not necessarily do they do everything right, but what are they really, really good at and how does that maybe bleed into other areas and allow their program overall to be successful. So I think, like I said, collaborating, you know, leaning on others, but also leaning on those new um, to the profession of, of you know, what are they going to bring to the table and some new ideas that they have. Um, I think it's always exciting when you see new guys and, and the marks that they leave on their programs and what they're doing as well, too. Thank you. That was great. All right. Um, and we're going to add to this. We'll, we'll start. Well, I'll ask you, Derek. You want to go? We're going to make this a two-part question. Um, do you want to talk about things you do really well, or do you want to take on things you want to be better at first? Um, I'll, you know, I'm always about trying to, I think like you put in the growth mindset or I'm trying to improve, um, you know, being where your feet are. I think sometimes as ADs, we're always looking out to what's, what's tomorrow or what's next week or what's in the next season or what's in the next year. You know, you're making schedules and getting officials for the next season or year or, or what have you. And, uh, sometimes I think we forget about the, the day-to-day things and the importance of those. And, and I think that really hit me this spring and the summer when you had to have some of those tough conversations with coaches and kids of, of not being able to have their spring season. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm trying to get ready for a, a 2021 school year in, in February and early March. And all of a sudden now I've got a, Oh, uh, I don't even know if March, you know, 19th or 18th or whatever it was is going to happen now. And, mm-hmm. and so all of a sudden we get so, you know, we're always trying to build for the future, but looking at the now, I think is uh, something that I don't say I improve on, but I just have to always stop myself and say, you know, and I think it might've been an urban Meyer phrase. I might misquote that too, but being where your feet are and being present in the moment, mm-hmm. I think it's important for all of us, whether we're new or been in it for five years or for 25 years, it's, it's uh, I, I've got a, a class of 2020 that uh, didn't have their, you know, spring seasons. And so, you know, I, I remember it was our uh, large group, small, sorry, individual group speech that was supposed to go, I think the day they basically called everything off and, and seeing the disappointment and the just lack of, of what's going on in those kids' faces when you're having the conversation of, hey, we're not going, and I don't know if there's going to be a makeup. And I think sometimes we get so far ahead of ourselves that we lose sight of the small things in front of us. Um, so that's something that I think I think this pandemic in the last six months, seven months has really shown me is, hey, let's not always get so far ahead of ourselves. Let's, I mean, yeah, it's important to be prepared for for the what's upcoming, but also to make sure we're taking care of what's in front of us at this moment. Because, you know, for those kids, they only get one one senior year or one spring season or one summer season. Some, you know, mm-hmm. and now when it's gone, yeah, okay, we're, we're starting to get some things back, but there's, you know, 
there's a lot of things lost for people and let's not just, you know, brush that over or pass that by and try to move forward. Yeah, it's important to move forward, but, uh, you know, making those kids make sure that uh, we understand the things that they went through and, and hopefully we can build them up and say, well, this is going to make you better. Well, how? Well, you know, continue to be there for them and, and support them in ways that uh, we thought we've had, but make sure that we're really, you know, fulfilling those promises in that uh, fashion as well. Yeah, I tell you, I, you, that's, you're talking about something really big there that we all need to make sure we step back. I love that statement, be where your feet are. Um, a lot of different folks have used that and said that. And I, I, I know I hear Scott say that a lot also. Um, a great reminder for that, Derek, of just, you're right, because we get caught up in that minutia of dot and I's and crossing T's, because that's what our gig's about. Because um, games don't happen and officials don't show up and buses don't show up if we're not dot and I's and crossing T's. And you can't do that day of or week before that. And so you're right, we get caught up in that forward thinking. And I think sometimes we forget to enjoy, um, man, just what's going on right in front of us. So that's good stuff. All right. So we all want to get better at that, but obviously you're not the Southwest Iowa AD of the year uh, for nothing. So <laughs> what is it your colleagues seeing you? What do you think you do really well um, that you pass on to those listening that, hey, this is something I do well. And by golly, I'd love to tell, I'd love to, to show you how we do it down in Denison. Uh, you know, the thing that I think, um, I think a lot of us do it, but I, I think the biggest thing is finding, finding opportunities in, in what's facing us. And, and what I, I challenge our coaches and our kids is, is yeah, it's always great to win and, and win loss, things like that. that, that it's important. Um, but what challenges we face and what opportunities we can find in the face of challenges, I think, is, is the bigger part. I mean, I, I, I want our, our community to know that when they show up for an event, whether it's, you know, our, our fall vocal concert or it's our, um, you know, spring band concert or what have you, or if it's our basketball team or our football team, is, is they're going to find people that are passionate in what they do. Um, they're going to give everything they got. Um, and they're going to you know, hopefully find the fruits of their labor. Um, you know, in, in an athletics uh, setting, that may not always show up on the scoreboard. Um, but what I tell our coaches and our kids is, is give it everything you got. Um, you're going to face those challenges. And it's, it's not when, it's not those seasons when you go, you know, 19 and 2 in basketball or, you know, 10 and 0 and, and reach it to the dome in football that typically are going to be what shows your true character. It's when things are tough, when you're 5 and 5. And in our case this year, when you're 1 and 5 and you missed a game because we, we've been in, in and out of maybe a, a pause in our football season and we're in hybrid learning in our high school. And, you know, we just got beat by this team three weeks ago, 42 to 7. And, and, and we turn around and you beat them 12 to 7. It's, it's, you know, not many people gave you an opportunity. But, but you gave yourself an opportunity and took the challenge to prepare for a week um, throughout the football and, and you gave it your best. And, you know, obviously you got the fruits of your labor on Friday night and you won a football game. And there's times where you do all those things and you, it still may not come through. But, you know, the value and the worth of preparing, um, seeking challenges and, and finding opportunity in those challenges, I think is important. And I guess that's probably my one message that I try to get across um, to all our activities is, is the preparation, um, the, the seeking challenges and the finding opportunities in those challenges, I think is the biggest thing that I think we try to do here. Because um, I'll be honest, you know, our, our challenges are unique. Um, you know, you look at some different things within, um, like I talked about with our challenges with, with our football team. And, and we had that in obviously in volleyball and cross country as well. And our, our band departments had that a little bit of, you know, we have 185 kids in our marching band and, mm -hmm. And they have a 90 minutes every other day to prepare for that. Well, you go to a hybrid setting, all of a sudden now you've got, you know, 90 kids or, you know, whatever that break is. And, and now the people, the, the community is still expecting to put on that great halftime show that you've always done year in and year out. But now you've had to do it without seeing them all at the same time in one setting. And how is that going to look? Um, so I think that's just that's that's as a department as a program i guess that's kind of our message is is there was a challenge you know a lot of people could have felt sorry for yourselves and just kind of said well we, maybe we will cancel today's or tonight's show or not put one on or um you know the football team now maybe we just you know or, or this or that or you know if you have a couple people out in volleyball hey can we reschedule that and not play it no that's our challenge is, is hey maybe our, our middle blocker is gone let's go out and play and see what happens somebody else step up and and find your opportunity in this challenge and let's go so that's i guess that's it's one thing I hope I do really, really well, um, you know, and hopefully that shows in our, in our programs. Well, you're, you're just, you're driving home culture there. So I'm going to follow what, how do you, 
what's something you think you do maybe day in, day out, or how do you go about making sure that you're moving that culture forward of, um, of looking for opportunities and, and, and growing through challenge? Um, that's not something that happens by accident um, on that. So what do you think, what, what do you do day by day, Derek, to, to drive that culture forward? I, I think when I come to my office every morning, I, I kind of just give myself this little, I don't say it's a pep talk, but it's, and I know I read it out of a book and I'm going to misquote it again, but are you surviving? Or are you thriving? Um, and that's something that I've tried to, I think last year, basketball season, that was always my question. Are, are we just trying to get through today? Or are we trying to make today something where I can go home and put my head on my pillow and know that, hey, I put my best foot forward and I did everything I could. Um, so that's the biggest thing for me is, 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 you know, and making sure that you impact others um, in that approach of surviving and thriving. If, you know, you're just going to go and, and, you know, go in your office and close your door and sit there and, you know, get a bunch of contracts done and things like that, you know, have you really impacted the culture that you, you're trying to promote at your school? You know, is it finding those kids in the morning and, and making sure if it's just a, a smile and a hi and, you know, and I'll be honest, and, and with the mask, it's a little bit harder just to show a smile, but, you know, making sure how, how you're going to overcome that challenge, okay? So maybe you're a nonverbal smile guy, well, you got a mask on now, so how are you going to, you know, is it, well, handshakes are probably out too as well, so how are we going to do a approach that challenge. So my biggest thing is, are you going to attack the, each day with a mentality of, let's just get through today and, and tomorrow's the weekend? Or are you going to say, hey, it's Friday, I got a lot to do, but I'm going to get these things done knowing I'm going on the weekend, a step ahead instead of a step behind. So um, that's kind of my mantra and, and making sure that that, that is, is a group, a collective approach in that fashion. That's good stuff. Yeah, awesome stuff. Absolutely great stuff. Thank you for that. Well, Derek, this is something we ask all of our guests. If you could go back and talk to a young Derek Fink, knowing what you know now, what would you tell him? What advice would you give him? Uh, you know, I, I'm going to go a little bit lighthearted here. Is, did you really want to grow a beard if your gray hair was going to show that much? would be my first question. <laughs> I've committed to it now, I think, since my first year of marriage. So I don't think... Uh, you know, I don't think I have as much say in that one state of if I can, I can have a beard or not have a beard anymore. Um, you know, it, it kind of reflects back to the few answers of the questions I have um, given you. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is, is living in the moment. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes, you know, you, you reach maybe it's a milestone of the girls basketball team going to state here uh, a couple years for us. And it had been a while where we'd been at the regional final, knocking on the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door. And it was a great, you know, week for us. And, you know, and I think we lost to the eventual state champs and actually probably gave them one of the better better games in North Scott that year. But, uh, you know, and I think the biggest thing is, is now all of a sudden it's, you know, you're two years removed from that. And, you know, did you really, really enjoy and get everything out of that experience that you would have had, um, you know, and for us in basketball, we've been the same thing where we've lost in the sub-state final last two years and, and some of those things and you get so disappointed, but did you really, did you really get the fulfillment out of the great season that you had, you know, and, and you're playing really well and knocking off teams and things like that. And, and that's obviously from both an AD and a coach perspective, but I think when you're young, I think you think those things are going to just continue to happen that you should just, you're going to continue to play in sub-state and regional finals, and you're going to continue to, you know, to make the playoffs and you're going to continue to have 30 all-state kids and your band and vocal and things like that. And, you know, is, are you just expecting it and it's just a whole hum thing, or is it still something that should be celebrated year in and year out for performances? And even those teams that maybe don't reach that final game or that game or what have you is, are you still celebrating them for the efforts that those kids gave it, you know, in each of those respective activities? Um, you know, and I think at times when you're young, you just, you just assume those things are going to happen. And you go back to, like I said, a spring where those things don't happen. So I, I think sometimes it's cliche and us as coaches is, is you never know when it's going to be taken away from you. Well, Hey, it's been taken away from some kids in the spring. So it's at land and smacked us right in the middle of the face that uh, if we don't appreciate the opportunities that we have, uh, you know, the, <laughs> you know, they can't, they can be taken away. And obviously in this current COVID in the fall, I mean, we've seen examples of games being taken away and post seasons for some teams already, you know, unable to compete. So uh, I think the younger thing is, is don't take things for granted. Don't think, oh, there's going to be next year. Um, you know, and, and like I said, live in the moment. So maybe that's kind of a, a revolving answer for all my questions for you guys. And I'm, I'm not trying to be maybe um, short in some of those things. I just think that's kind of my approach to many things here. And and that's probably changed in the last six months a little bit, but I think it's always been my approach as well. So um, I guess, yeah, is don't be so short-sighted and uh, enjoy where you're at. Yeah, that's awesome.
Thank you, Derek. Boy, I think you're right. If we haven't learned that here in the last seven months, uh, I don't know that we're ever going to learn that lesson. But it's still hard. Uh, I agree with you. Yeah. It's I, I still have. I, I struggle with it every every day. I'm like, man, can I just get through the day? So uh, great reminders there, Derek. That there's always something we can learn and, and take on and, and challenge ourselves with every day. On that. All right. Last question. Um, we always ask all of our guests is, um, what's your why, uh, Derek? Uh, Obviously, you mean you got young kids chasing them around. You're a head basketball coach. You're an AD in a successful school with a lot of things going on. Um, what drives you day to day when you wake up in the morning and, you, and your feet hit the floor to take all that on? I think the biggest thing for me, and, and it's easier as I reflect and, and being in my hometown, is, is some of my greatest high school memories. Um, and I'm not trying to be, but it, it's been probably on a, a court or a field of, of some sort. And, and knowing how much I cherish and value those memories and not so much the accomplishments, um, the people that I accomplished them with, whether it was coaches or teammates or classmates. Um, and, and now realizing that you every day are, are having, uh, you know, 14 to 18 year old or any sometimes 19 year old impressionable young men and women uh, in front of you. And, and are you going to be able to provide them some of the same opportunities to, to create those memories that you had um, and, and create an experience in your high school um, days that are obviously, uh, you know, leaving a legacy. Um, and, that, and that's, like I said, a part of our culture is, is leaving something there and you found it and leaving a legacy. Well, every day that's an opportunity. So what's your why is, is you're impacting the, the futures and, and creating memories for kids that are going to last a lifetime. Um, so to, to be short-sighted, like I said, and wake up and just try to get through the day, well, that's not enough. And then that's not fair to those kids um, is just trying to get through the day. So making sure when you take a, you know, a step into that school is how am I going to impact, you know, at least one person today and hopefully multiple people, but you know, one person is always the goal. And, and then finding the value in that is because I, I don't think there's many other professions, um, at least that I know of, that can impact young kids in the fashion that education can, and obviously the, the role that activities play in, in education. So, uh, you know, just hoping I, I can create some of the same great memories and, and relationships that I had when I was in high school and in college, um, and then obviously now as a teacher and a coach and, and provide those same opportunities for our kids. Good stuff. Absolutely good stuff. Um, man, folks, I tell you what, uh, just listen to Derek talk here for about the last half hour. Uh, if you aren't catching on as to why his, uh, his colleagues, um, not just in South Iowa, but across the state, um, think highly of him uh, and respect the work he's doing down there. He's just, he's great. Um, and, and it's been great to listen to you talk about what you're doing down there. Um, just good stuff. Love your passion for your kids and you can hear it. Um, and I know our listeners are going to pull a lot out of it. Get ready. I think, Derek, you're going to have a lot of folks come at you saying, okay, so I heard you talking about uh, on, on the show, and they're going to want more information. And you should. Give Derek a call because um, he's got things going on down there. So, Derek, thanks for jumping on board with us um, tonight and, and sharing, sharing your thoughts and your experiences and, and, and what makes you tick. Uh, it's been great to get to know you better through this. I thank you guys for the opportunity to uh, talk to you guys and, uh, you know, look up to both of you and as well as Todd. I know he's not here to hear that or here to hear that, but uh, you'll yeah. pass that on or, or don't pass it on. It's up to you guys. <laughs> he doesn't need to hear that part. Uh, he's just close enough that I've got to schedule uh, some things with him. So I'll, I'll make sure I tell him. There you go. Yeah. Well, it's, it's been good stuff, Scott. Um, man, we lean on you for this closing thought a lot because it's, it, it, it's like you're like a Saturday Night Live skit. It's like the, the was it Jack Hanley? The yeah, deep, deep thoughts, thoughts of Jack, by Jack Handy. Deep thoughts with Scott Jarvis. It's, what do you got well, for us here today? Crazy enough, uh, Derek really nailed this on the head. It was all about living in the moment. What you know? What what that really means is just letting go of all the bad stuff that happens and and not waiting for the future to happen. And sometimes I always reminded of that movie Click with Adam Sandler that he just wants to fast forward all those times that he doesn't want to deal with stuff. And um, I found my, myself in that kind of just, you know, I want to fast forward and get this done and, and what that process and that journey means for my growth and knowing that uh, living in the moment sometimes means that it's not always, always great and always perfect, but, it, but every, you know, you know, getting to go watch my kids play soccer you know, 
having the opportunity to, to, to lead an athletic department, um, you know, what that means and just living, living my life, knowing and living with intentionality. And I think Derek spoke to, spoke to that a lot tonight. So just the fact that if we're going to lead with intention, that means that we have to have that conscious decision. Um, like Derek talked about is like, am I surviving or thriving? And how can I get past that survival mode and make sure that I'm positively impacting others? Because we never know when that day is going to end. We never know if we're going to be here tomorrow. So make sure that every moment that you have is a moment that you can look back and reflect on that either you positively impacted someone else or you were in that survival mode, but you learned and grew through it. Or again, you know, just the, the day-to-day you know, journey of what we go through as athletic administrators and just dads and, you know, whatever you're in. Um, it's just important that we know that living in that moment and learning and go, growing through that journey is so important. So I want to thank Derek because um, he had some great stuff tonight and it really fit in with, with my closing thoughts. So I don't know how that all played out, but thank you, Derek. Really appreciate you. Absolutely. I, you know, and I agree. I think the thing that I took from tonight um, uh, that you needed to hear right along with that, and, and we'll sign off with this. Um, you know, Todd always signs us off with, with, with be blessed. And I think Derek brought up a great point tonight. Um, part of being blessed and, and having a blessed week uh, in what we do is, is the idea of surviving or thriving. Um, and we've been put in this role, in this position, uh, and we've got a purpose and, and a passion we're supposed to share with that. Uh, with our role and with our leadership in this position. And, and folks, I hope we make the decision this week, take Derek's advice and, and let's make this a week we're gonna thrive rather than just survive. Let's make this a week that we're going to go out there and impact uh, our schools, our communities, and most importantly, our student athletes and coaches um, through our role as ADs. So Derek, thanks for joining us. Um, appreciate all your insight. Folks, reach out to Derek. Uh, I'm sure he'd love to talk more of this stuff with you, but congrats again on the award uh, and great stuff tonight. Thanks for joining us here. Thank our sponsors, Varsity Bound and Gipper and Hometown Ticketing for all their support. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Beyond the Bench. Look at that, Todd. We can carry on a show without you. We did it. Yay. <laughs> but we'll be excited to have you back, uh, back next week and join us in the next episode. So have a great week. Make sure we're thriving out there and be blessed. <laughs>